This WKNC podcast is sponsored by Visit Centennial, hosting a female-focused, fun-filled, and free community clothing swap on Saturday, March 21st from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on NC State's Centennial campus. Come ready to swap your gently worn clothing, shoes, and accessories. Visit eventbrite.com for more details. I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about music. This is the sixth episode of the Get Psyched podcast, where today we'll be getting psyched with Miranda, a content creator here at WKNC, who also happens to be my roommate. Say hi, Miranda. Hi. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how people view artists and their work, and specifically the concept of selling out, which seems to be a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. So we wanted to start a discussion around the topic. Totally probably going to get off topic at some point, but that's the main idea. So first and foremost, can you introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little more about who you are and what it is you do? Okay, so my name's Miranda Owen. I'm an NC State student, and... I recently joined WKNC as a content creator, um, so that's been really fun. You can check out the WKNC blog for some of my posts. Um, I'm a political science student, and I'm also Leanne's roommate. <laughs> yes. And uh, before we get into things, I just want to have a slight disclaimer that anything we say here, it's just our opinions. We're just here to talk because it's interesting to us, I guess. Yeah. And uh, but for the most part, everything we have to say is pretty positive. Um, so since we're going to talk about the music industry before we jump right into that, why don't you tell me a little bit about the kind of music that you're into and what kind of scenes, for lack of a better term, do you like keep up with? Um, typically, like the indie scene is one of the big ones. Um, I also like to follow rap a lot, especially like more indie or alternative hip-hop artists like really enjoy that yeah I'm kind of out of touch with music these days as you know (laughs) but yeah I mean I I too delve into the indie world just not I'm very very terrible at knowing what's in (laughs) very bad at that but I know enough to get me through this discussion so that's fine So I think that selling out the term itself has a very negative connotation to it these days. Like when you hear it, you're not really thinking of a good thing, you know? Yeah. Like when people say selling out, they're not saying like, oh, you sold out. (laughs) Ha ha, great job. Like it's a very negative thing. I think a lot of people view it that way. But I think it's hard to say it is a negative thing because it's. It's hard to define, right? I think before you talk about selling out, you have to talk about what it means to you. When I think of selling out, I don't think of an artist switching genres or an artist joining a big muse, a big label or going on big tours. I think of someone who lost their heart and soul and is just making stuff to make it, you know? Like, yeah. Like they changed the reason that they made it, which isn't always a bad thing, which I'll get into a little later, but that's that's kind of my thought on it. I think that selling out, you can't, It's hard to define, and depending on who you are, you'll define it differently, but I think that the way that I think of it, when I initially think of it, it isn't isn't someone who's changing their style or who's evolved over time. It's someone who you can feel they kind of gave up the original reason they started something. Yeah, I totally agree. And, like, just artists that gain popularity and then try to, I guess, cater to wider audiences while, like, losing touch of the reason they started that's something that's like disappointing for me as a listener. 
Yeah, and that's a good point to bring up. Like, it can be disappointing or disheartening as a listener to feel these changes. And I think the reason I like having these discussions is because you have to think of it from a perspective of a listener and a and an artist. You know, because mm-hmm. like you still have to make a living. We all do. Yeah, for and sure. I think that there's probably plenty of artists who were making a living and sold out just to sell out popularity, mm-hmm. money, and all that. And then there's people who have to sell out because they have bills, you know? Yes. So I feel like it's really hard to just say selling out is negative and blanket statement like if you sell out, you lost all your heart. Like it's so situational, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that artists are are viewed differently from other fields is because we're all working, right? Mm-hmm. We're all working to make money. Uh, there's like, well, last time I spoke to Adam, we talked about how the art field seems to have a weird rep for more free labor than other fields. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very easy to exploit an artist because you're like, oh, well, you just, you're just taking a picture. Like, how much do I have to pay you? Or like, mm-hmm. uh, industries will, will hire unpaid interns all the time because you want experience or a portfolio. And it's like, mm-hmm. when have you ever heard a scientist be like, come into my lab and do this research for free for your portfolio? Yeah. It's just like people don't view artists the same way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people are so hard on selling out. Yeah. They don't take them seriously. What do you think? I agree. I mean, <laughs> especially in spaces like um, a college campus, it's easy to um, think of people as your friends instead of like artists. Um, I know that like a lot of people that make music are asked to do it for free. Um, and I don't think that's right like I think that brings it to where people feel the need to kind of sell out and um give into a more like marketable sound yeah do you think it's possible to do something without having to sell out a little because in my opinion I I don't I don't think in anything you're doing you can ever be like I could I would never do this or I would never do that like mm-hmm. you have to take the opportunities you have to take. You, selling out's kind of inevitable. I don't know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there's some artists that can increase their popularity and profitability without losing their heart in music. Um like some um artists like I know Colts did like they were they had a song on the Carrie soundtrack, like the the new Stephen King movie, Carrie. Um, and it was just their original song. They didn't make it for the movie. And so, I mean, I think in situations like that, I really like to see an artist just being their true self while, you know, getting paid for it. Yeah. Like there are definitely ways to... I guess, stay true to yourself while also getting your name out there. I think there's plenty of artists, in my opinion, that like, they've never really sold out, but they are, they've grown, they've put themselves out there. I I would say a good example of something like that is like 21 Pilots. I don't think 21 Pilots ever sold out, quote unquote, or Mm -hmm. even changed really much since they started, but they made it onto the, um, what was it, the Suicide Squad soundtrack? Yeah. That was a really big hit for them. Mm -hmm. Stressed Out made it on the radio, but their, their style has never really changed. And I guess that's, that's kind of one of the harder things, right? For certain artists, you kind of have to change your sound at times because 21 Pilots, yes, they're very different from the typical like radio stuff, um, depending on how you see it, but they do still have a pop appeal to them. And yeah. for artists who don't have a pop appeal, which popular music is popular music, it's going to play on the big radios, it's going to make the money, 
they kind of have to sell out on certain tracks mm-hmm. to get radio play. Yeah. Because, like, how else are you going to get your name out there if you're in a genre that's not pushing on the radio? Yeah. Like, I remember Doja Cat. Um, she released Purr in 2014. And I never thought I would hear of her again, you know? Like, she stopped making music for, like, three years. Um, and now she's, like, one of the biggest artists. She's, like, famous on TikTok and all the, these crazy platforms, like, um, just increasing your popularity. Yeah. I don't know, like going on a side tangent here, because I think this is a huge and very relevant point to the idea of like selling out is that there are some genres these days that are just way more popular than others that Mm -hmm. are going to get more attention, that their artists are going to make more money, like popular music. I mean, I don't know how else to say it's pop. uh, Sometimes hip hop artists make it onto the air and all that. But um, People are always talking about how like rock is dying, which I it's like it's it's your idea of what dying is. Right. I mean, the rock scene is still alive and happening, but you don't really hear certain artists on the radio like you used to. You're not going to hear heavy guitars when you turn on the top Mm -hmm. 40 and all that. So it's like for for certain artists and I'm not going to call anyone out because that's not what I'm here to do today. (laughs) But there are some artists who have cut back on their sound, have softened themselves Mm -hmm. in order to get that radio play. And it's something that like it's as a listener who might enjoy a certain genre, like I love I love me some rock and some indie and all that. You have to understand that your favorite artist still has to make a living and they still have passions and you just you have to let them do what they have to do. It's a business, you know, just true. And I mean, as for anyone, because I this is the DIY series here on this channel. I've had plenty of artists on here talk. um, It's hard starting in the art scene like when you're little and you're just playing around it's like art's so fun yeah and then you try to make a living out of it and you're like ah it's so difficult it's so hard yeah (laughs) so like i do i totally understand when an artist has to make the choice of like i need i need to pay bills i need to make a living out of this and they change their style yeah but it is sad to have to see artists i guess kind of lose lose some of their heart because of that Mm mm-hmm I, I don't know. I think like a big example of losing the, like a band that lost some of their passion or heart is Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay. I wasn't <laughs> going to call anyone out, but yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, like their their first few albums are like some of the em- most emotional songs yeah. that I've ever heard. And then like the more recent stuff and like the one that was on the Disney movie. Yeah. Like completely different complete yeah. 180 and like this is no hate to fallout boy of course um they can do whatever they want but i, I completely agree with you i'm i used to be a huge fallout boy fan mm-hmm. i think i've seen them live three times wow and like they're they're definitely an example of one of those bands that i would say like kind of put up the guitar and the emo yeah. heartfelt lyrics for the radio play and um I liked a couple of songs off the last record, but it did not resonate the way the old albums yeah, did. Exactly. They didn't have the same heart and story behind it. They didn't feel as personal. Yeah. I mean, I still like to listen to it and like yeah. again, like I'm not like hating on yeah. Fallout Boy, but <laughs> same. Um, it's definitely like a big evolution. It's you can feel the change in in motive and drive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists It happens with a lot of artists these days. And one of the things that I really wanted to talk about when talking about the idea of selling out is, of course, it's not always going to be the best thing. It's not always going to feel great. You might not like an artist's records after you feel they've quote unquote sold out. But 
I don't like when people hate on artists for having done yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's absolute trash to be like, well, Fall Out Boy sold out, so I won't even go near their record. Like, they're, <laughs> they're still making good music. It just might not be what it was. And if you don't want to listen to it, I'll be it, but don't, you can't trash an artist's name, you know? Yeah. And also, I think that some of this is allowing accessibility to their older music, um, yeah. like, for for all different bands, like, that are pushing towards more popular music. And I think that's also important. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think another big thing, because I don't want to just assume that a band like Fall Out Boy changed just because they're like money or any weird greed <laughs> scheme. Like people change. Yeah. People change. And you can't imagine that someone who they were in their early 20s is going to be who they are. And like, I don't know how old Fall Out Boy are. Sorry if I'm wrong, but like 40s. I don't know. <laughs> however old Ooh. they are. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Is this controversial? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like uh, after so much time that they've been in the spotlight releasing albums i mean the, the industry has completely changed since yeah. they joined like when they got in the kind of music they're making was actually popular music yeah like you got fallout boy panic at the disco paramore yeah and yeah. then I, I i could list several more emo bands but i guess i'm going with fueled by ramen right now <laughs> like they were the popular music of those days yes like they that was the standard. So, like, it makes sense that now that music is changing, all of those bands are changing, you yeah. know? And yeah. I think that's something people forget, too. There's there's context behind all this. Mm -hmm. People aren't just changing their genres because they woke up one day and were like, oh, I can't play guitar anymore. It's <laughs> like the world's changing. Of course, the artists are going to change. And, like, they are human, too. Like, they might get bored of yeah. playing the same type of sound every yeah. time. Yeah, like, and you write blog posts all the time about, like, your top favorite music of the week and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not like you, you couldn't listen to the same music every day, you know? Oh, no. That would drive a person mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to switch it up a bit. Yeah. And, like, if if people are always on the search for a new sound to listen to, of course artists are always going to be on the search for a new sound to play. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting just because I just started taking this personality psych class where we're literally talking about, like, how people change and evolve over time. And one of the most like recent topics we talked about were how terrible people are at predicting their ability to change. Like they'll take people in their 20s and ask them, yeah, who do you think you're gonna be in the near future? And they're like, oh, I'm 20. Like oh, when I was 15, yeah, I mean, I've changed a lot, but I'm 20 now, I'm not gonna change. And then they ask 30 year olds and 30 year olds are like, whoa, I've changed so much since I was 20, but I'm not gonna change before 40, like I'm 30. Yeah. And, like, they've actually done this study all the way up. And even people who are 70 will claim they won't change. But 80-year-olds wow. <laughs> say that they've changed a lot, you know? Wow. So I'm like, if if people of all ages or whatever are, like, just hopping around, of course, the work you do is going to change. Yeah, definitely. The music you make is going to change. And you might think, as an artist right now, if you are an artist thinking about this kind of stuff, you might think, yeah, I'm not going to change my genres a whole lot in a few years, but... uh. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. No one knows. Maybe Fall Out Boy will pick up their guitars again next year and we'll all be blown away. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I mean, I think it's, for me, the whole thing, it's, it's not really a stylistic thing as much as it is. I'd like to believe that artists are able to maintain that passion and purpose, even through industry even through having to make deals just for 
for popularity or business reasons, you like to believe that artists are still staying whole in themselves, you know? Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have any specific artists you want to talk about? No. <laughs> All right, well, I say one band that I think... I really like it when bands give you insight into what they're thinking. I've already done a whole episode of Paramore here, so I'm not going to sit here and give another Paramore history lesson. But I will say that um, the band Emblem 3, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Emblem I 3? haven't. You have not? Well, they won X Factor one year, and then they ended up releasing this like pop album shortly after with Simon whatever his name is. Simon Cowell? <laughs> Simon Cowell, yes. They released an album with Simon Cowell. And um, it was like for anyone who was an Emblem 3 fan during and after, like before, like I was, like someone who was really into it when they did like more alternative type music. And uh, even when they started getting a little poppy, but they were still pretty true to their like original sound and vision, like it was a very hard album to get into at first. Yeah. It was extremely pop. The uh, Chloe. I know your sister turns everyone on, but you're the one I want. Not exactly the emo stuff people were used to. So it was it was kind of a hard listen. And you could feel that they they didn't have the same passion as before. And I admire this band a lot because they were very honest. Once that album was done and they were they were allowed to be a little more honest about things, they weren't they weren't quite so proud of that album and they kind of broke up as a band. Yeah. They went their separate ways for a bit and then they made a whole like comeback album. Like two of the members came back and they, they you listen to their music and you can completely hear the story. Like one of the members went sky high and trying to be like really famous and lost their vision and, and they lost everything for that and they changed their whole sound. And mm -hmm. then I don't know, like they they were still pop when they came out with this album where they exposed themselves i guess they came out with a whole album where they were like we did this for the money we lost our sight or whatever it was a really good album and i still listen to it because like there was heart behind it, it didn't matter that they went pop they were still pop mm -hmm. but the vision the purpose the like the real drive you know that's important that's what matters can i ask you a question go for it okay so what do you think about bands who Okay, I'm just going to use examples. So, like, Fallout Boy, they've changed and evolved their sound a lot. And, like, to me, it seems like they've lost some passion. Um, what do you think about, like, continuing to make music despite that versus bands like My Chemical Romance who just break up? See, okay, this is where I say, like... Um it really is important to take things on from an artist's perspective and from a listener's perspective. Um, because, like, especially with the example of, like, Emblem 3, right? Everyone everyone ever in the world, I think, has experienced where, like, you might not feel the same drive when you're doing something, but you're still doing it because it's what you know. It's just kind of who you are. And it takes you a while to figure it out. And I think the hard thing with bands as big as Fall Out Boy and all that if they're going through something where they're trying to figure themselves out or whatever, they're still putting stuff out there. So I don't know. It's hard to make an opinion because I don't know how they feel about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, at the moment, I don't know where their head is. Do they want to make more changes and they're trying to figure it out? Like the Jonas Brothers came back together, right? Yeah. Released something and then decided, eh, not right now. And now they're back again. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you never know when someone's still they can be releasing stuff, but have they figured it out yet? Yeah. So, like, to answer your question, because that was all just a bunch of four words to answer it. It's like, I think, 
I try to give artists a chance, you know? Like maybe they're just trying to figure it out and maybe they haven't quite figured it out yet or maybe they have and it's just who they are. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, if you want to keep releasing stuff and it's not, in my opinion, your best stuff, go for it because it's so hard. Like I would never say like, yeah, someone should stop just because it's not really quite the passion anymore because Mm -hmm. I know people who really enjoy the new Fall Out Boy record and although I don't enjoy it, like, oh, they enjoy it. That's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but Mike Hem is a is a big band <laughs> that I love. I, st- yes. I was literally bumping the Black Parade this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I so, know. <laughs> and so, like, I think, yeah, it, if you do, if you don't have it in you anymore, I think drop it, you know? Just go. Yeah. Just go, go away. Do your thing. I love... Gerard Way's got the Umbrella Academy now. Yes. On Netflix. Like, he's doing great for himself. And, like, the other guys are, too. Like, I don't know. That That's a really long answer to your question. But, oh, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, going circling back to the Jonas Brothers, yeah. I, ju- I just recently saw um, one of their live performances from recently. And everyone on Twitter was commenting, like, they have no passion. They've completely lost, like, all all of their passion for this industry. Wow. <laughs> That's a very harsh, broad statement to I make. Mean, yeah, but... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're over it. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like, it's so hard to judge this stuff because you don't really know. Like, you can feel something from listening to someone's music. You can kind of... I don't know, in your head you could be like, yeah, this isn't what it used to be. I don't think this person's feeling it anymore, but we will really never know, you know? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we'll really never know what the true problem is. They are people, too. Like, they could be still in love with music, but they're going through something in life and they are not ready to talk about it, so their music's not honest anymore. You know, like, I feel like you could go down a rabbit hole of explanations of why an artist has changed so much, and it's like... It's just hard because we're just people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Porter Robinson, like, he was on hiatus for a really long time because of, like, personal reasons. And now he's coming back. And I, th- I think that's just, like, a big reflection on what you just said because... Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you because, like, I think the thing is we're all people. We cope differently. Coping is a way of life. And some artists, when they're going through it, they're going to know and they're going to say, okay, I actually don't really need the money right now. Like, I I have other things I can do. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to stop. I'm going to let myself recuperate. And then I'm going to come back my strong self. And like Adele, I mean, I can think of all kinds of artists who have done that, right? But then there are some artists, I feel like, who feel pressure to keep going or who Mm -hmm. just are afraid to quit. Like, they're people too. So, like... There's people in our lives that we know would do the rational thing and stop. There's people we know who would keep going, right? Like if someone were stressed in school, I have friends who would just stress themselves out to the point where they're like failing. And I have friends who would stop and take care of themselves. Like, I think it's the same way, you know, like they're, they're celebrities, but they're still people. Yeah. And people are going to make these kinds of choices. Like I I can think of a good example of a a band that I think is pretty decent at being in touch with themselves paramore again <laughs> because they take they take a long time between albums all right they do okay, take a long time stop bringing up paramore <laughs> let me this is one of my favorite bands just let me use them as a good example because okay. they are a great example like they will take all the time they need between records they waited three years to do the self-titled and then they waited 
I can't. I'm going to get all my years wrong if I try and get them right. But they waited quite a long time between records each time. They don't release, release, release. And you know that like a lot of stuff has happened within them as a band. And they come back stronger every album. They've never put out a bad album because they don't just throw them out. They wait until they're ready, you know? Yeah, I admire that. Yeah, I really like the way they do things. But like, like I said, everyone does things differently. I mean, when they did break up, and the reason I'm bringing them up is because they have a they have a great example. Okay, <laughs> you have the Pharaoh Brothers, right? Yes. And I believe yes, it's Zach Pharaoh that's in the band now. And Zach, he left the band for years, like years. He left the band after um, Brand New Eyes, and he's back now for the latest record. Like it's a pretty long gap, but I think what he did was a brilliant thing because when he left the band, it wasn't his time. He got to do his own thing. He got to find himself as a musician. He did uh, the indie band Half Noise, an amazing band. And then when he came back into Paramore, he had something to really offer them. And they all, once again, Paramore came out with an amazing album and I'll forever and always say that because I love Paramore, all right? (laughs) Stop giving me that face. (laughs) Can I be honest? (laughs) Yeah. I've I've only heard like one Paramore song. <sighs> the only exception. Okay. Like that's the only song. I know well, we them. live in an apartment together, so that's about to change. <laughs> <laughs> but but my whole point in saying all of that is that like they could have kept going through their problems. They could have yeah. kept making albums. They could have been terrible and but they took the break and they found themselves and that's why their music is amazing. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh no. <laughs> But yeah, I really admire when artists can take a step back, like um, Porter Robinson's statement, like on his Twitter about it. It's just like, wow, like, I'm really glad you did that instead of like doing something you aren't into anymore. Yeah, for sure. And if we've already named a few artists here, and like we said, we're not spreading hate, so there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say, as a former huge Justin Bieber fan, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm exposing myself right now. But uh, as, <laughs> as a former fan of Justin Bieber, because I did, I don't remember what the name of that album was, but the one where he did like As Long As You Love Me, that was a pretty good album. I like that album. Yeah. But this is, I can't get behind this newest album. I really can't. And it feels, it's not because it feels different. Because, I mean, everyone's changing their, style, their sound these days. It's not surprising when an artist comes out with some random sound that was not theirs. It's like, whatever, that's how it is now. Mm-hmm. But when you hear someone like Justin Bieber, like, honestly, even when he was little, like, some of his lyrics just really slapped and, like, connected. I yes. was like, I don't know. He, he has one of those one of those sounds when he was younger that, like, if you're, like, in love for the first time, you're going to be listening to a yeah. little too much Justin Bieber. Yes. But that's not how I felt at all about listening to some of these tracks off the new record. I didn't even no. finish it because I was like, I just do not connect. does not compute for me personally yeah personally <laughs> i really did not like yummy yeah um the lyricism behind it yeah the, the visuals yeah i think and this is no hate of course if you like the song you like the song that's cool but it's just one of those things where like yeah i'm where what <laughs> what's the like, purpose he's, he's a funny person and like he's interesting yeah like on his instagram he he like goes crazy like there was this one period where he was just like posting about his conjunctivitis in his eye and just like zoomed in pictures of it. Yeah. And like th- none of that is coming through. Yeah, and that's in his music. 
I like that you bring up that point because he is releasing some kind of documentary soon mm-hmm. about his illnesses. That's what I've heard, at least. And from the trailer, it seems like he's going to be very honest and open up. And I think that's cool. I'll, I'll probably check it out because, like, he's interesting. I liked his first movie. I'll try this one out. Oh, yeah. I loved that movie. Yeah, right? It was so good. It was inspiring. It was. <laughs> it really was. And, like, it, like I said, like... It was an inspiring like movie or whatever and his music back then it really did hit heavy like some of the songs mm-hmm. he had some really heavy and powerful like not even just love songs back then he had some cute little songs and like when it all came together like in the movie he's like singing it out and like i i just felt proud of him at the end i don't know <laughs> but like i'm looking forward to this new one and to see what he's learned but i wish that came through on the album me too i wish that he had spoken more about the stuff that he's posting online because he's got good stuff to say he's just he doesn't he's not, he's not quite saying it yeah. in this new album yes so that's our point that's, <laughs> that's the conclusion that is our two cents on Justin Bieber's <laughs> new Justin album <laughs> but seriously I think that can be said about a lot of artists right they're mm-hmm. obviously like I you're not a bad person if you come out with an album that I don't connect with obviously you still be the most interesting person in the world it's just when you can tell that someone has learned a lot and that they're go- like they're evolving as a person and they're learning through their music, that's a whole different experience than just hearing it on their Twitter. Yes. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say? I don't know. <laughs> this conversation has kind of been all over the place, but I think we made some productive conclusions. We did. Yeah. I mean, people change. The field changes. Time's going to change things. That's it. All in all. All in all, what are your closing statements? Okay, wait. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so I think K-pop as an industry is a good example of selling out, um, quote-unquote, because a lot of what they're doing is making music to sell it. Yeah. So making music as a commodity. Yeah, and I'm not like... I wouldn't say I'm the most knowledgeable on this, but I have like seen a lot of videos where people talk about what's going on in like K-pop and all these other kind of industries where they they're very selective about who they pick. It's not like a oh like talent straight from the ground. We're gonna build small artists. Like they specifically choose who you are. Yeah, they choose your image. They choose every move you make because you're not at that point. You're not really getting to be an expressive artist you are like a figure of money for them yes and it's really restrictive like i know that they have to like a lot of them have to follow strict diets um they can't date people yeah um like their image is completely controlled yeah and i think that's like really absurd because i think when when you talk about the k-pop industry i think that yes like from what i've heard it can be really extreme at times yeah it can be incredibly extreme you don't get to make a single decision for yourself. Um, I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but that like when K-pop stars reach a certain age or they're undesirable anymore, whatever, they just get kicked to the street. Yes. Like they don't get, they don't get any kind of like compensation. They don't get any kind of help. They're just kind of like, you're out, get out of here. Yeah. Something else. Like I know that they make a very small cut of the profits. Like even the biggest artists aren't actually seeing a lot of the money that is coming because of their talent yeah and that's like absurd like it's a very it's like a whole different system over there you know Mm -hmm. because here like the way that music tends to work is that like oh you have like someone who's really passionate about her or whatever and they go searching and then they get people to pick them up and even though there's a lot of corruption in the system a lot of the times 
it's kind of like this down up process yeah, where like, like i said like over there it's not that way the american dream like social yeah. mobility like that's really reflected yeah at least how people want to see yeah. it you know there's other stuff like industry plants and stuff like yeah. that that kind of corrupts it but that's okay i that's, guess yeah like the, the overall vision of how it works is very different even though in both places it is yeah not what it's supposed like not what it seems to be yeah and it interests me because a lot of my friends really enjoy k-pop like it's their favorite genre or like they're willing to spend hundreds of dollars to go see k-pop artists and like i think that's interesting because like it lacks some of the authenticity and like most of the people i guess like most of the people are listening to it because it sounds good you know, yeah. and I think that kind of reflects on selling out. Yeah. And I think it's such a hard thing to talk about because I could I could totally understand why people like K-pop and stuff. Like, you know, no, no, no hate to any K-pop artists. I keep saying that, but I just want to be clear because it is like when you're talking about something that's so negatively seen, you don't want people to think that you're you're adding to yeah, that. No, I, I literally no, yeah. can get down to some K-pop. Yeah, it's good. And I like your point, though, that like it is really interesting that like I guess it's interesting that this this topic is never brought up enough when you think about that kind of stuff because, I mean, it's really unfair to the artists, right? How mm -hmm. they're being treated, how they're being viewed by the people in their industry. Like, to them, they're not like, oh, you're invaluable, you're so talented. Like, they're like, we'll scrap you in a second if you yeah, stop exactly. being, like, exactly what you want me to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, hard to to see that because, like, I mean, from the stuff I've heard, and I, I believe from where I've heard it, like, people, like, you get sick, you get all these problems, your life's going hard, they don't, they don't really care about you like that. They're just like, okay, get out of here. We yeah. need someone else who's more fit for this role now. Mm -hmm. And it's like really sad that like they're not valued for their work because they do sound good. They look good. They work so hard. Like you, I love watching K-pop videos just yes. because like they get down. They're putting in hard work they to make those videos. They are constantly dancing, especially like live performances. Yes. They're like singing their heart out. And dancing at the same time, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like it's it's absurd that they don't get to make they don't get to make any of these choices themselves. They do like hours and hours of like training to get these to not only dance but like sing and like at the same time and to like perform well and to look exactly how they want you to look and be the yeah. exact weight and height and everything they want you to be. And then like at the end of the day, uh, no one's really talking about what you're going through or like there's yeah. no, there's no solution for what's happening to you. You just kind of are taking it because you want to do music, which is just so sad. It is. Yeah. I think it's a good point that you bring up because I think although not to the same extremity, you can kind of see that sometimes here in the U.S., especially when you talk about child stars. Oh, yeah. People who work for Disney. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say Disney. I'll bleep it out if I can. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Disney scares me with that howling gal. I know. They're going to they like, find this somehow. <laughs> but it is like a real thing that like happens sometimes. Like You'll see um, there are rules, right? Like like sometimes stars have to date each other or they have to pretend to date each other oh, yeah. for the sake of promoting an album or a movie so or something. Weird. It is weird. Like what is What are those people's names? Like Camilla Cabello and that <laughs> other guy. Oh, I I know who the girl is. I don't know who she was with. Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez. Yeah. Like, really? They're a thing. They were <laughs> I don't know if they still are or if this is in the past, but they were together and they were like posted together and a lot of people were like speculating that it was fake. Yeah, that's kind of like how um <laughs> back in the day, who was it? 
um, Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is so weird that, like, the industry, like, would put them together. It like, is weird. They were kids. They basically. were kids, like, yeah. They were teenagers. And, like, I don't, I mean, like, obviously everything we're saying is just our thoughts because who knows, maybe some of these are legit, but, like, Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron, that's really convenient considering High School Musical was a thing that existed <laughs> and needed promotion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very interesting how they were together and now they're not. And it made all <laughs> of us really excited. Yeah, and it's 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 so sad because when you reflect on these kinds of things, like, yes, it works. It really does work. It does. Like, the reason they do it is because it works. I remember, like, being young, everyone shipped it. Everyone yeah. was for it. Like, everyone was excited about it. But now it's just really weird to look back on. I know. Because they were younger than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy how, like, I mean, and that's another thing with selling out that I think a lot of people don't like is, see, like I said earlier, people have their different definitions of selling out, right? Some people don't like it when people change their style. Some people, like us, we're, we're more so for the heart. And a lot of, there are people who think, moving up the ladder is selling out yeah because because of the stuff we're talking about here like when you're a small independent artist you're sitting in your own studios you know the producer like they're your friend like everything you're doing you're you're doing it yeah you have to make money you have to make a living but you're doing it with your motives once mm -hmm. you have the industry behind you you kind of lose a lot of freedom that's true i think one like example of an artist who's like done a really good job of not Having that happen is Grimes. Um, <gasps> yes. So, like, I know she in, like, 2007, I think, she was just, like, sitting in her college dorm for, like, two weeks just writing uh, music. And now she's pregnant with Elon Musk's <laughs> child. And Really? Yes. Well, I don't know anything. They've been together for a while. And, like, now she's, like, a celebrity. Like, she's on the red carpet. But yeah. Her recent album is like totally a reflection of all of her past work as well. Yeah. And I I really like that. You know, it's like she's changed so much, but um her music has evolved with her, but like, you know, the heart and passion still there. Yeah. I think it's it's really cool too when artists can seemingly like get get around the industry uh, influence and all that. Mm -hmm. Because like, yeah, I I understand where people are coming from when they don't like it. Like when they hear like, oh, this little band I love got signed by this. They get nervous because they're like, uh, that means they can't do their own thing anymore. Yeah. Like you lose a lot of freedoms uh, depending on who you sign with. I mean, I'm not involved in any big industry, so I can't tell you which ones are like homies and true or which <laughs> ones are like crazy and like controlling. But yeah. like it is. It is one of those things where when you sign a contract, like it's like when you get a job, you know, like you, you kind of sign over certain rights. Like you work at a certain place, you might not be able to dye your hair. You work at a certain music yes. place, you can't say certain things in your music. Like, yeah, it's just how working works. And so I can understand why people don't like that so much. But like I said, you, you have to make a living. Being an independent musician is not easy. Mm -hmm. Being in charge of your whole team, being in charge of coming up with your own revenue making your music still sound quality, getting yourself on tour without someone behind you, that's a lot of work. It is. I, I mean, like, I know Kanye West, like, without the, basically the break he was given, um, getting signed, like, he would not be the artist he is today. Yeah. Because he was, like, struggling. Like, he talks about it on his first album. Yeah, and, like, and the thing is, I think something that some people 
like to overlook or like when they're like, oh, but they signed, like they sold out and all that. So they like to overlook the fact that like, yes, there are some musicians who are independent and will always be independent because they made it as an independent artist and they're now able to function that way. Yes. But that is so difficult to achieve. So rare. So rare. Yeah. Like there are, there are definitely artists out there who like, maybe they're not millionaires, but they love what they're doing. They're able to fund making their own music. They're able to produce and put out their own stuff. And they're doing a good job, but that is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not something every artist can achieve. Mm -hmm. And we have to think about that when we're judging. Talking about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best word I can use for yes. it, is judging people uh, for their choices. But yeah, I agree with you. We should think about that. Yeah. <laughs> One example that really came... Wait, wait. One example that really came to mind when thinking of that, like artists who have taking care of themselves and stuff, even if they're not the biggest artists in the world, like, um, like Cave Town, like artists like Cave Town. Oh yeah. Cave Town, uh, still like he literally has videos on his YouTube of him sitting in his room producing his music. That stuff sounds studio grade. Yes. And he has a lot of listens. I love listening to Cave Town. Too. Cave Town's amazing. And I like Cave Town is one of those artists that like will go on tour themselves and all this other good jazz and they're, I, I don't know Cave Town's financial status and I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to know, but like, that's not an easy thing to achieve. Like to have that level of talent, to be able to make professional sounding music in your room by yourself, that is not, yes, not easy. And depending on your genre, that's sometimes not even possible. True. Like, I mean, like, you, yeah. you can't be like a hip hop artist <laughs> recording through your cell phone. Yeah. You're going to get made fun of. Yeah. And like, also like, depending on like what genre you're in and how much goes into each, like, like, yeah, Cave Town songs have a lot of dimension to them and all that. But like, can you imagine like you're trying to play heavy metal up in your room and your roommates just like, please stop. And you can't like <laughs> blast your guitars and your drums that hard. And then you're, yeah. you, where are you going to live doing that kind of thing? Like you'll get kicked out of every place you live yes. if you're not secluded, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to bump like that. So it's like, it's just not realistic for everyone, you know? Yes. So I think that's, that's a good point to bring up is like be careful how you judge people you don't know their circumstance mm -hmm. some like yeah and also i feel like we should give a lot of credit to artists who can do that because that's that's crazy it's a lot of that's work. not easy like um coco rosie yeah. i don't know if you not really but okay. keep going <laughs> okay they like recorded one of their albums entirely in a bathroom and it has like all of the sounds of bathroom like flushing <laughs> showering like br people brushing their teeth and like walking yeah. in and out and like it's one of my favorites yeah that's awesome yeah i mean yeah you have to give like huge credit to artists who can get away with that kind of stuff and who like mm -hmm. who who works so hard and it pays off for them but i like i said i j it just shouldn't be the standard for yeah, how people that's do not things possible yeah. for everyone it's definitely not like i don't know like i said like people have to make livings i mean mm -hmm. There's a lot of aspiring musicians who, like, I bet they would love to just give their all in all into their music and put every moment into making themselves sound perfect. But they still have to work. They still have to go to school. They still have to take care of families and stuff. You know, like sometimes, yeah, it's possible if you work super duper duper hard to get better at something and try and push it. But if you don't have the time because life exists, you know, yeah, like it's something people don't. People don't give people enough credit for it. You're not a lot. Most independent artists are not just independent artists. Mm -hmm. They are working at some kind of job. They are in, I don't know. They are some role in their family. Yes. They are a student or something like they are 
error. There's something else. <laughs> That's like everyone. Yeah. You know? Most people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. But yeah, like you just have to remember that people aren't just the one thing they do. And if you are like lucky enough to just get to do the one thing you want to do with your life, like aside from the family thing, like if you don't have to work another job, if you don't have to go learn another thing, like that's that's a luxury more than a standard. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's all I really have to say about that. Okay. You have anything else you want to say? Not particularly. Not particularly. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on today. It was really nice talking about this random stuff just because I think this is stuff that I think it's just interesting to think about to see what people think and even so just like I think what should be more normalized like in conclusion for everything we said yes. it's like taking a break and um like understanding why you're doing what you're doing like taking that time for yourself to actually have a vision because I feel like these days people just go 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 people want views people want money people want this people want the notoriety but to stop and remember why you're doing something and to make sure that that comes through in everything you do, thats I think that's something more people need to do. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And I think that would solve our our dilemma here. I don't really know what to say about all the uh, controlling industry stuff. We can't solve that in one podcast. Yeah, we can't, but <laughs> it's interesting to think about. But acknowledging it, I think, yeah. is important. So, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I will be leaving some of Miranda's blog post links in the description below. Thank you again for listening. And if you have any thoughts on the matter, let me know. Let's get psyched.